And let me tell you a little bit about what I'm seeing right now. Not only do we see uh, an, an exotic array of species in this diner, but if I, as I look out across the sky, I see some of the most beautiful planets and galaxies and stars you'll ever see from this perspective. You really got to come join us here sometime. Uh, we us, by the way, Don and Miles should be along any moment. We gather here almost weekly to talk about television shows we're watching, the movies we're watching that we're interested in, and our commentary about some of the latest gossip and news, all related to the science fiction world that we all know and love. Anyways, uh, I ordered my steak and I'm waiting because I'm just absolutely hungry and I just can't wait. And I think that it's coming out of the kitchen right now. Because my son. Yes? Oh, you want to cut my steak for me? Ah, uh, sure, go ahead. What? Ah, uh, no! Uh. Welcome to Dining at the End of the Universe, where we serve up all sorts of spicy conversations off the latest menu of science fiction movies and television shows. You can find Dining at the End of the Universe at diningattheendoftheuniverse.com. You can also find us on iTunes. We look forward to seeing you at the diner. Welcome to Dining at the End of the Universe, the podcast where we talk about things science fiction. And we want to welcome you tonight to the diner. And we are excited. We got a show for you. We are going to finally have a show focused on Star Wars, sort of. So, we're going to talk about that uh, tonight. The diners that are with us. Well, I'm Scott, and with me is Miles P. McLaughlin. Miles P. is here, and um, I think we're going to start off with. Uh, we don't have any news for the podcast, do we? I mean, other than you can find us on Twitter and and all sorts of stuff like that. But we'll talk about that at okay. the end. So, and um, by the way, I didn't tell you we got. Uh, I did get a, a email back from uh, Shorepoint. <laughs> Shorepoint. Sure, sure, leave. Sure, leave. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it sounds like we're go. I got to work out some details on that, but that would be it looks, cool. It looks like that we will be there. I don't know if we're we're still trying to figure out if we're going to be recording there. I got to email the lady. I just have had time. I got okay. time is what I got to well, do. We, we have plenty of time. We're way far out from that. But will they let us uh, interview any of the guests? Um, don't know. That okay. might, have, but we can at least interview from. We can at least record from the floor and interview people that are there, even if we can't interview guests. So okay. we'll have to see. Okay, see what happens. I'm here mumbling already. It's way too late. Past my bedtime. All right. Uh, trivia answers. We're going to start off with the answers to last week's trivia. And uh, Miles, the trivia question was what? Okay. Star Trek Next Generation. Uh, Maria Sirtis, obviously, she played Counselor Troy. Uh, however, that was not the part she was uh, originally auditioning for or considered for. And the question was, what was that part originally uh, was she auditioned and considered for? And um, and we're going to give you the answer here. And to tell you, folks, we really need to get some emails from you, all right? I, I don't know this answer. And so I need help. I need all the help I can get. So, Miles, the answer was? The answer was she was going to audition for the uh, security chief position, uh, which was originally uh, given to Denise Crosby. Um, uh, Gene Roddenberry had uh, seen Aliens too. And he really liked the one female Marine character. And that's who he originally envisioned would be great for his uh, security tree for, okay. on the Enterprise. And that's who uh, Marina Sirtis, uh 
she was originally considered for that, but then later on they decided, no, we like her better the counselor role and, and Denise Crosby as a security chief. But uh, that would have been an interesting twist. If uh, now, did you like the roles as they were cast? Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. Um, so it was it, no, no, that was no problem there. Yeah. And we are still waiting for someone to come in and speak like Greedo. I tell you what, I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and play the actual Greedo clip okay. right after this, and uh, we'll do that now. Yes, Greedo. As a matter of fact, I was just going to see your boss. Tell Java that I've got his money. Song Pichale. Marakam Titah Makichita. Java wa ninchiko babushani kaitani wa nyaruska. Chaskinyawi uchusu. Yeah, but this time I've got the money. I don't have it with me. Tell Java. Even I get boarded sometimes. Do you think I had a choice? For my dead body. All right, now you hear how it sounds like. So we need those of you who think you can imitate it to call in, and we will play it on the show. We want to hear your Greedo interpretation. All right? We know that you're Miles? out there. Miles, if you want to learn it and call in, we'll All right, play I'll, it on. We'll play it I'll on. have to get my yeah. episode four out and try right, it. Right, right, and try and just replay it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to put it in the show, so you can just listen to the show again and okay. again. Because you know you like listening to your voice. It, it, it helps put me to sleep at night. <laughs> nice. And the rest of our listeners. Yeah. Um, also, just wanted to point out before we actually get into the show, if there are shows that you want us to talk about or that you're watching that you think are dynoite and you say, Miles, Scott, you need to be watching these shows, let us know. We might check them out and we will talk about them on the show a little bit. We can't guarantee we'll watch all the episodes because we are absolutely – you know, bonked with all sorts of TV. We're watching too much TV as it yeah, is. Yeah, so, yeah. but there may be something out there we're missing, yeah. and if it's good, and we especially wanna... some good quality stuff. That's what we're interested in. Yeah, and I mean, we don't want to end up like Hulu, which says that your brain's turned to mush. Hmm. So, also, last episode, if you hear me clinking stuff, I'm like banging my cup on the table here. But if you hear us, uh, if you heard music last time uh, under the bed of news that we were doing, you were not hearing things. We put it under there. We want to know your thoughts on that. We'll probably do it again tonight, and uh, hopefully it's not too distracting. Uh, we're still kind of working the kinks out of that, but we want to hear from you and let us know. And if, there, is, if there's anything we can be doing differently in the show, we, would, we do want to hear that as well. We, we want your feedback. Yes, we do. We want your feedback. And you can do that by calling in or writing in, and I'll get you that sort of information at the end of the show. Um, tonight's show, we are going to talk about news, and we are going to talk about Star Wars fan films. Now, we mentioned in the last podcast that we were going to head this direction, and basically what we'll be doing is we are devoting this podcast, I believe, for Star Wars fan films. Next week, tentatively, we have planned uh, a review of the finale of Terminator which is coming up this week. The, the season finale. Se- yeah, season finale. And hopefully. hopefully that's all it is. But we're going to talk about some news that may bring that into question a little bit. And then the following week, we're going to be talking about something that is on Miles' heart near and dear would be the Star Trek fan films. Yes, uh, Star Trek is definitely on my brain. And 
there's some, there's some good Star Trek uh, fan films that the fans themselves have uh, uh, made and put together, and uh, they are you know free to download. Yeah, and we'll be talking all about that in the upcoming shows, and uh, you know we may vary from that a little bit if something else comes along, movies or anything else. Oh, and one other thing, as always, we'll we'll put trivia at the end of the show. So if you want to find out what the next trivia question is, and you want to, you know, send us your answer, we want to hear from you. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, why don't we uh, head on up to the bar? See okay, the let's bar- do it. See what the bartender has for us is has on tap tonight, as far as news goes, and we'll go from there. In today's sci-fi news. Okay, news. Do you want to start off with your Star Trek news? Yes, and I probably overloaded a lot of our listeners with all the Star Trek news out there. Yeah, I think we had like 10, 15 minutes of Star Trek news, which is fine. You know, Star Trek is a valid form of science fiction. Yes, and it's coming back. It is, it is. And uh, there are self-help programs out there and and 12-step programs for those Miles and, and I will enroll you. Um, I, they won't work. <laughs> it won't work. Won't no. help. No, work. it won't work. It won't <laughs> okay. work. Um, but I'm not going to overload you tonight. Um, but one just, piece. One piece of track. One piece will take me just maybe a minute. Um, the Star Trek movie fan. The, I'm sorry. The Star Trek movie uh, movie site. Uh, they have updated it significantly. It is a lot more interactive. Uh, you could go on there. Uh, there's dossiers for some of the characters. I'm sure they'll add more as they get closer to the opening of the movie. Um, you could pan through, look through the ship a little bit, through the hallways, some really good uh, bridge shots. Um, and um, the warp effect is, is a little different than, than we used to see in other Star Trek series. It's kind of reminiscent of the hyperdrive effect from uh, the Star Wars movies. So you look at the view screen and just see the, the ship is in warp, and it's just a little different. I think it's kind of cool. But uh, check out the website. They have all the trailers that they've shown for the movie, and um, it just, it's just—it's—it's a pretty cool uh, site. Do you have the URL for that? I think if you just go to – no, I don't. If you put Star Trek 11, Google it, uh, you'll find the yeah. official site. It's, uh, yeah, it's all over everywhere. So Right. Yeah. And people are – I mean, it's the thing that people are talking about right now. Oh, and along with that, Miles is very disappointed – and very. Why, why is that Miles? Because they had a, a, an exclusive showing in Austin, Texas yesterday. Wow. And uh, I don't know who got to see it, but... Um, yeah, people are saying the reviews are good. Yeah, good that, that's good. Um, I'm, and I think they will be. I think this film is going to really uh, breathe new life into the yeah. franchise. Yeah. Well, uh, why don't we keep along the vein of movie, uh, movie uh, talking about movies. There's a live-action Full Metal Panic anime... Well, a live action, the anime, the one that was anime, is heading to the big screen. Your thoughts? Were you ever into Full Metal Jacket? Um, no, Panic? I was not. Whatever. Um, no, I'm not, not really into the newer anime. Uh, so, some of the older stuff I like. But, yeah. uh, uh, me neither. I, I just put it in there. I thought it was news. And mm-hmm. I've heard about it. I know the students are into it that I teach. And uh, I thought I'd bring it in. So, uh, but I did see recently there's going to be a, dragon, a live action Dragon Ball Z yes. movie. And you know what? Reviews are not looking real good for that. Really? Yeah, the initial thoughts is like the acting's minimal, and then they have to put a ton of special effects after the acting. And, uh, okay. And so, uh, it could be good. It may be worth renting and seeing, like Starship Troopers was, three. I confess, I saw Starship Troopers the other night, and it wasn't... I almost kicked them out of the house. It, almost. It didn't totally suck. 
It was a, it was a, it was better than the first one and the second one. The second one totally sucked, but uh, this one was uh, it had a pretty. It was it was half decent. Okay, well, um, better so, better than some of the stuff they're selling on, on the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, well, that doesn't take too much. Okay, that doesn't take too much. But you know, at least they have a bigger budget. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. but all right. In other movie news, let's talk about Terminator Salvation. We've been fighting a long time. We are outnumbered by machines. Humans have a strength that cannot be measured. This is John Connor. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Are you excited about this movie? Uh, very, very, yeah. yes. Very excited about it. Um, <clears throat> it's all the other Terminator movies are rated R. If okay. I'm correct. And uh, however, in a recent Pizza Hut promotional commercial, they showed the rating as PG-13. Wow. Which is Warner Brothers has not officially announced the film's rating, uh, so it's possible that the PG-13 rating on the Pizza Hut site was an error. But if it doesn't carry the rating, it would be mark a softening of the franchise, whose three previous films have all carried a harder R rating. That surprised me when you told me it was PG thirteen. Yeah, I mean, it would, I mean, come on, they're, they're very intense. I mean, it's intense. It's violent. Right. And let me tell you, the trailers we're seeing, I'm thinking it's R. Well, it's just it, it's a post-apocalyptic era. I mean, it just looks like. It looks a little even darker than. I mean, it's raw survival, right? I mean, people aren't pansies, right? They're uh, they're, some, they're trying to live. There's something dirty and gritty about this one, and uh, so and they open up that guy's chest, and yeah, I mean, I, I I think that it's probably an error because mm-hmm. we're what about a month out from it yet, a month right. and a half out, right. month probably a month out now, and I I think we're gonna find that it's probably an R-rated. R-rated. That, yeah, that 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 would be more consistent than what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so. So. Sucks to you, Pizza Hut. But no, I don't. I, I don't. You know, whatever. Don't eat Pizza Hut anymore. We're, we're boycotting them. No, for no reason at all. But all right, we love Pizza Hut. We love the pizza. Yeah, we do like Pizza we Hut. Do. Okay, uh, we want to talk about the TV show, Sarah Connor Chronicles. But we'll do that. Why don't we do that? As let's talk about. Let's finish talking about movies. If I can. Okay. I flipped off the page here. All right. Um, other movies that we're talking about. Oh yes, this was big this week. Whatever the reason is you're doing this, focus on that. Maybe it will help. Trust me, I've been through worse. (laughs) 
No, you have. All the things in your life, knowing that the woman you loved was hunted down. I can make all this go away. Putting together a special team, special powers. Join me, and you will have your revenge. Mutants. I don't hate them. They must be controlled. Locked out. Well, well, well. Look what the cat dragged in. Don't worry, we'll stop him. You just spent half a billion dollars making him indestructible. Young mutant you've been looking for? Ooh, shiny. Earlier this week, Fox announced that a copy, a digital copy, almost finished copy of Wolverine, wasn't completely finished, but mm-hmm. almost finished copy of Wolverine hit the net. And as of this, to this date, over a million people have downloaded an illegal Wolverine copy. And what that basically means is. That someone inside leaked it. it. wasn't finished. There were some places you still saw you still saw some green screen. Mm-hmm. Not all the scores were there. Um, but it says Fox worried. You know, is this going to cut into their profits? Are people not going to go see the movie? Uh, I don't think so. I, I mean, there's just something about seeing it on a big screen that's going right. to make it. And this is it. and this is like you said, it's unfinished product. It is, but you have the story. Yeah. Uh, but here, here's what I think worries Fox. Fox is worried about the negative reviews that are kind of that oh, are circulating okay. about it already. Okay, that how how much of an impact is this going to have? For example, Iron Man one when that when that first came out, mm-hmm. it was leaked a week before uh, and got negative reviews. But it was that close to the release date that no one really cared. Uh, and I and I thought Iron Man was good. I liked oh, it. It was phenomenal. And yeah, blew critics away. Yeah, you know and. Um, I think that uh, the Wolverine, I think Wolverine, I will see. We'll see if it has any impact at all. I don't think it'll have much. I mean, it's... Have you I, ever downloaded an illegal movie like that? No, I have not. Um, but Put uh, you on the spot here <laughs> on, on radio. But, um, but um, just to think, well, one, someone, Fox needs to do something about security. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's just... Eventually, eventually, somebody a, a movie will come out, and it will have the effect that the uh, movie execs are worried about is yeah um, because of the, the advent of the internet. Um, yeah, uh, and it's, it's the reality is, you know, I, I will admit I've done it. Mm-hmm. I, I did it with uh, the Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. Now, I, I did it after I had went to the theater and watched it, mm-hmm. so I paid for my movie ticket. Okay, and I also bought. The extended edition version. So, yeah. so I did it in between the two to kind of hold me over. I haven't watched it since I downloaded. I wa- watched it one time. And this I, is probably those record somebody with a camera. No, it was a. Um, it was <coughs> what do they call those? It's the teaser ones, the ones that are they show to the press. Oh, okay. So it was it was mint condition. There were no heads oh, bobbing okay. in the background or anything. This is it was no it was no New York you know Chinatown uh, you know. You know, knockoff. It was, it was, it was authentic. So I, I've, I've seen part of a New York Chinatown knockoff. Yeah. My, my cousin had King Kong of all movies, yeah. and uh, I saw Superman that way. Returns. <laughs> so, um, but it was it, even though it was recorded in the movie theater, it wasn't. 
yeah. that bad. I mean, yeah, I, you know, whatever. I, you know, I'm not doing it now, and I certainly don't suggest people ever do it. And I think that it's kind of stupid that you would take Wolverine in its current condition and say, "Oh, this is a finished product," when they have a month yet to do, you know, to work on it. But they'll do it because they can. They will. And they will talk because they can. People have gotten in a lot of trouble already. Fox has been uh, fired some guy for it. I don't even know if he was the guy that did it, but he reviewed it. And uh, Oh, really? So they're, 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 apparently whoever, the critic community who, who, I guess the critics that carry weight are saying that no one who, that that anyone who reviews this film will kind of be dis, disowned by that community mm-hmm. if they review an illegal copy of it. It'll be a stigma. I mean, it will be. Um, so whatever. Okay. In other movie news, we have Passengers, um, which is a new sci-fi romance starring none other than Keanu Reeves. Now, um, tell me, are you a Keanu Reeves fan? I thought he was great in The Matrix. Yeah. That's about as far as you'll go. But, I, but you know, I'm saying it's a little tongue-in-cheek. I mean, uh, it was a little hard to not think of Bill and Ted when I saw The Matrix. Well, I have a confession to make. Yeah. Guess what? I you, never saw Bill and Ted. You never saw Bill and Ted? Okay. I never saw Bill and Ted. Although, you know what? I should. I you really need, should. need to see, I mean, Bill and Ted, this is, you know, they're great movies in their own right and for what they are. But right. um, I don't think Keanu Reeves, is, as far as his acting ability, has gone much further than that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I saw him in, uh, what was the one where they had the, he uh, put the chip in his head? Johnny uh, Mnemonic? Yeah, I saw him in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read the book actually first and saw the movie. And um, what was better? Well, it was the book because when I got to the movie, I was just you know disheartened by it, mm-hmm. um, and it had potential too. I thought, but they, and then the day of the earth stood still. Did you see that one? I, I haven't. Yeah, and I do want to see that. So, I guess this has. Eh, we don't know. We, I don't know what to expect from it. Here's the premise of the movie, though. The movie takes place in the future. It's a spacecraft that is transporting people to colonize a distant planet. Because of a malfunction, a single passenger, Reeves, is awakened 90 years before anyone else. Faced with the prospect of growing old and dying alone, he awakes a beautiful, awakens a beautiful woman. Uh, so that's kind of the plot. A romance. It's a science fiction romance. Well, that actually sounds interesting. I mean, the Matrix movies, were I thought, were good movies. Yeah. Uh, Regardless of what I said about Keanu Reeves, they still had a great story to him. And this this sounds like an interesting story. So yeah, no, it could. I guess the premise is nice, witty. You are going to see a lot of space, right? I guess because this is going to take place inside the ship, and this is the focus will be on these two characters and them dealing with growing old together. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not uh, not convinced. So I saw it come across the wire, and I had to mention it. But do we know who will play the female lead in this? I don't know if it is. I think that uh, Reeves is producing it. He's helping produce it. Okay, so there's so. The, it's it's still in early works. Yeah. Um, apparently, John. I'm going to totally butcher the name. John Spates. Uh, Spites. Spates. I don't know how you pronounce that name. There wrote the script, which is being developed by producers Reeves and Stephen Hamill. So, Robinson is also producing. And I don't know who Robinson is. They might have mentioned that earlier. I just cut it off. But but <laughs> let's move into Nevi Nevi news. We're going to move into Nevi news. TV news. Are you I'm, tired, Scott? I, I, no, I'm just making up new words. But um, TV news. Big news if you are a Kings fan. It was just announced today. Kings is canceled. Uh, they pulled a fox. They did. 
and four episodes in, and let me tell you, this past week's episode was phenomenal in my opinion. However, NBC did not think so, and they canceled it. There's eight more shows, if you actually love the show, that are going to air, and they're going to air on Saturday at 8 o'clock, The Dead Zone, as far as TV viewing goes, and they're moving it out of the Sunday night slot it's currently in, but they're canceling it, and um, I find it somewhat unfortunate. Well, they just, they don't give shows a chance anymore. I mean, you said it's the fourth episode. Uh, it's, um, I mean... I just think of Seinfeld. Obviously, not not sci-fi, but it's comedy. But NBC gave that show time to develop an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at the first season, the first season I didn't think it was all that funny. But after two and three, they really got their groove and knew what they were doing. And uh, X Files was the same way. Mm-hmm. They had terrible viewer rating the first season, and they kept it going. In the next season, it it got and became one of the most pi- it became one of the most popular shows of the late nineties. Right, but they don't give them a chance anymore. No, and. Uh, I guess, to NBC's credit, in today's economy, a show really has to grab attention if they're going to invest money into it. Right. And maybe that, maybe that's a, and maybe we do sell them short sometimes. And uh, I think writers and producers need to go into into TV saying, "Look, there's a chance we have a. Uh, if we want the show to last, we need to throw everything into it." And I'm not saying they're not; they might be. But mm-hmm. uh, and I certainly liked uh, what Kings had done up to this point. But yeah, I'll have to catch on Hulu, I guess. Uh, yeah, or you know, get the DVD version, and mm-hmm. there'll be a huge cult following, and then they'll bring it back to a movie or something like that. Did it seem like a parallel between? I mean, the, the premise was it was kind of a modern day retelling of King David or David and King Saul. Yeah, uh, and there are those parallels. But, you know, even if you don't understand that story, it's a, uh, it's a mon- it's just, what if today was run by a monarchy? It's like mm-hmm. an alternate universe type thing. Right. And um, it was good. Okay. Yeah, it was good. But. All right, let's talk about Sarah Connor Chronicles, the uh, Terminator uh, spinoff series on television here. We've been talking about the past couple episodes. I didn't know they were getting so close to the uh, season finale already. That yeah. blew my mind when they announced yeah. it. Next week was the yep, season finale. Yep, this week, this Friday, is a season finale. It was going to end, and hopefully not permanently. Right. However, permanently, if I can speak here, the ratings have not been real great. Unfortunate. Now, they have been – the show itself – Anyone, any any podcast I've been listening to, any news I've been reading is saying the show has gotten better. Right. Well, they give it, it's second season, so give, give, it's been given some time. But I think the Friday night slot is not necessarily the best slot for that show. I don't know why they it was on Monday nights and originally. It's the same with Dollhouse. I, I doubt. I, I want both shows to be renewed. Right. I. I don't have very high hopes. Well, this is Fox we're talking about. Yeah, and Fox is notorious. It's a bonehead move by Fox to put it on Friday nights to begin with. But mm-hmm. it's um, people are predicting it's not going to come back. And um, maybe it may depend on how Terminator Salvation does, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that even matters. Well, I, I would encourage the fans out there, listeners, to uh, uh, write a letter to, to the network. Uh, I mean, send, e- emails are great, even a voicemail, but... They actually get a hard copy of a letter that that speaks louder. So if you want these shows to last, um, you know, r- write them a letter. I, I think I'm going to take some time this week and and write, and write them a letter to ask them to, to please consider keep these shows on the air because uh, 
it does have a following. Maybe that time of the night is not the best. And we talked about this a couple shows yeah. ago that a lot of people are probably going out for Friday nights. I mean, uh, sci-fi geeks have a life too. So, I mean, uh, um, they're probably DVRing them or, 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 or videotaping them some, somehow and then watch them later. And yeah, it would be interesting to see how much time shifting is playing into their decision, whether or not to, to continue a show. I mean, that's, because that's the DVR crowd, the people that have said, okay, we aren't watching it the day you're airing it. We're watching it Monday or Tuesday the following week, but we are watching it. Yeah, I mean, with the advent of DVR, I mean, it, it just it, that's changed the way people watch TV now. Oh, yeah. And um, and so, you know, I would encourage you know, listeners, uh, if you want these shows to, to keep going, you know, contact the network, uh, write them a letter. Yeah. You know, I know this is a news segment, but we got to talk about last week's show. Sure, why not? Yeah, let's, uh, hey, you know, this is our podcast, right? We can do what we want. This is, this is, we, this is our podcast. <laughs> dang, dang it. Um, all right, well, let's talk about uh, – I, I really I only have really one thing to say about last week's show. Oh, yeah? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, that came out of nowhere. And if you've not watched last week's show, you can kind of skip over the segment. But I was blown away. It was one of the ways I love – I love when writers do this. Me too. It was because you see a lot of shows on TV, and they in when they advertise next week's episode, they're and, and it's a way to try to you know get the viewers to watch it. Somebody's going to die this week, right? And then they show the, all the characters, and you know, and uh, you know that that's how they do it. Not so with Terminator. You you had no way of knowing that uh, Derek Reese was going to take one in the head. Oh my word. You know, and, and trailers typically give a good preview. And sometimes when you see trailers, it's like the entire show, mm-hmm. you know, condensed into, you know, 15 seconds. Yes. But not so in this one. This one, when he got popped, I was shocked. I could not believe that that happened. And I was, I, I, I stopped and I said, and I like leapt off the couch. I said, no way. There was like no way. There was no warning for that. I mean, you just figured Derek Reese was going to be on for for quite some time. There's no... You know, we thought he was a major player. Oh yeah, you know, he, you know, he had he survived what the the earlier version of the Terminator that was around, and then you know, he, oh, man. So, um, well, that good move, writers. I mean, that was just uh, yeah. Um, sorry to see his character go, but the, the shock value was uh, make it made it more interesting. It did, it did, and of course, this week is the season finale. So, if you are into Terminator. Um, Watch it, and we would love for you to call in and let us know what you think about the finale, and we'll play your calls on the show, because we want to hear. We're going to talk about Terminator next week. I believe that's going to be our show for the most part. Okay. Or at least part of it. We'll have some news and stuff, as always, but anyways, there's anything else about this episode you want to talk about now? That was really the big thing. That was the big thing. I mean, there's interesting developments with with the show. Um, I mean, at the end, Sarah Connor gets arrested by... Uh, the police. Oh yeah, that was pretty startling. And uh, just a lot of a lot of things that people were hiding have come, you know, come to the surface. Uh, um, um, I forget his char- character's name. Um, the African American gentleman who works. Yeah. Um, they know. I mean, uh, Cameron, John, and Sarah know that uh, Cromartie's body was not destroyed. And that, right. that he, he gave it up, you know, he gave it to the company he's working for now. He gave it up for adoption. <laughs> but uh, yeah. good episode. Um, we'll be curious to see uh, 
what they do next week. But uh, contact Fox. Tell them not to cancel this show. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right. Um, let's talk about Warehouse 13, and then we'll move on into our main topic of tonight. Okay. Have you heard anything about the show? Uh, no, I have not. They aired a premiere for it during the Battlestar Galactica finale. Okay. All right. I believe it's set to premiere in July. Okay. So it's going to be a summer show, summer release, which neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. It's called Warehouse 13. And here's the premise. The show centers on two FBI agents, Mika and Peter, who work at the government's Warehouse 13, which houses supernatural objects. They are assigned to retrieve missing objects and investigate reports of new ones. The dramatic comedy from Universal Cable Studios is described as part X-Files, part Raiders of the Lost Ark, and part Moon and Lighting. That, that, that sounds... I was thinking of Raiders of the Lost Ark and uh, X-Files when you... Uh, maybe uh, when they say like romantic comedy, uh, maybe a little bit uh, Eureka in there. I don't know. I haven't watched Eureka too much, but I understand mm-hmm. it's pretty much of a comedy show, right? Oh, I, th- I think the, the term now is dramedy. Oh, dramedy. Okay, so a dramedy. So we have another dramedy here maybe showing up. Uh, I'm, I'm inter- I'll probably give it a few watches. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll definitely watch the first episode and see what, you know. See where it goes from yeah. there. And it's good. I mean... It, it, a lot of our shows, the, the, the season finale is coming up, so uh, so we're gonna have some more free time on our hands. So we'll have we'll have something to look forward to. Do you know what depressed me today? And this isn't in our notes. What's that? But I was researching. Do you do you watch New Doctor Who? No, I, I don't. Okay. Well, New Doctor Who, we are not going to see another Doctor Who until 2010. So we have a year off. I, I don't know what they were dicking around with over there. Maybe it was a writer's strike. We'll blame them the writers, but. It, it's not, it's the same thing they did with Battlestar Galactica. I mean, uh, um, they say it's, it's spanned five years, but it's because they'd always you always waited so long for the the season to restart. So it's a, yeah. they're, do, they're doing the same thing. Oh. Anyways, that's it for news. If you have anything else that you think is newsworthy and want us to report it, let us know. All right, let's move on into the main course. Okay. In a time when men were searching. In a time when all seemed lost. There came a man, and he alone opened a restaurant. And in that restaurant, he showed movies. Tonight, we are talking about Star Wars fan films. And maybe we ought to just establish... As we get into this whole topic of fan film, what's a fan film? A fan film. Well, um, according to Webster's Dictionary, go ahead. Well, it, it, it's a it's a group of uh, fans who have a certain genre. We'll say Star Wars, and uh, they they are they don't have the uh, sanction of George Lucas or any other movie execs, um, but they they make a film. They um, they buy the costumes. They they have their own camera equipment. It's usually a very amateur job. And when I say amateur, not in it to be derogatory, but um, most of the time it's fans. They may get some help from filmmakers or people who know how to do some CGI. A lot of them, I mean, they end up doing that too because if you, um, the people who do the CGI usually are people who are just getting into the business and this is giving them a chance to put some on the resume. But um, it's low budget also. They don't have the kind of budget that... George Lucas would have a throw, be able to throw at the movie. Most of these movies are 
um, go for $20,000 or under $10,000. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's, it's big bucks for most of us, but to make a movie, that's very low budget. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and you, and, and they can't make any money off of it because it's all the whole copyright trademark thing. So most of the time you, they'll, they'll either let you watch it on the website or let you download it and you can watch it on your computer, put it on, you know, make it your own DVD of it. Uh, but, right. but it's free. I mean, it's the great, it's the great part of it is it's free. Yeah. And some of them are actually pretty good. And we're going to talk about some of those tonight. Um, were there any sites that you found that had a lot of good fan films on? Maybe we can point people in some directions and then talk about some of our favorite Star Wars fan films of the past sure. decade. Um, if you're looking for Star Wars fan films, you just go, for, Wikipedia has a listing of just all the ones that are out there. So you, you could go there and they, they're linked. So all you have to do is click on it and it'll take you to the link right. of where it's playing. So, uh, another, another link, um, uh, force.net. Yeah. Is, I have that one down. Yeah. And the and, actual URL for that is force.net backslash fan films. So you, you have that to go to. Um, another thing, uh, Adam Films. Yep, I have uh, that one too. And uh, just be careful. Some of the stuff on there might be racy. Yeah, I mean, they have it's, uh, but they do have some Star Wars fan films yeah. there. And also there's an SW fan film, starwarsfanfilms.com, that also has some. Okay. As well. So it's a little bit smaller of a site, mm-hmm. but they do have some. And I, I imagine Wikipedia also has some. I haven't checked that out recently. Okay. Have you been on Wikipedia before? I have not. It's the Star Wars Wikipedia. Interesting. Yeah, it's called Wikipedia. So <laughs> I like that. But anyway, so if you want to find some other fan films, we're going to talk about some of our favorites here. Um, and if you have a Star Wars fan film that you really like that we don't mention, let us know. And uh, and uh, we'll play any call or we'll look it up and give you our opinions of it and hear your opinions of it. And we uh, we are interested in finding that out. Um, did you have one that you wanted to start with? Sure. Um, uh, one that I really liked was called a uh, night quest. So you're the secret Ulix been hiding. You could say that. Don't let anything happen to him. I didn't come all the way out here for nothing. He can't take all three of us. Listen, I will not lose you to the dark side. If you are caught or killed, the last 18 years will have been for nothing. This one's a more... You have a couple different kinds. You have the more serious, straight uh, fan films, where they're meant to be taken seriously. Or you have the parodies, the comedies, which there's a lot of. Some of them are really good. But uh, one that was a little more... A little more serious-minded, uh, um, but still entertaining, was, was Night Quest. Um, it was on the internet back in 2001, and what's interesting about this one is they used um, film, to, to actual film to film this. They didn't use a, a digital uh, recorder like most of them are being done now. Right. And then they used THX. Which actually makes it easier to do a fan film to use digital. Right? Yeah, exactly. But um, So this the look of this film is kind of has a feel, definitely an old-school Star Wars feel to it. Okay. Um, but now, with that, now, do you know was that intentional by the people to do it on film? Or you I, know? you know what, I'm not sure. They started filming back in ni- 1998, and maybe the equipment may have been a little more price, too much, you know, price wise, yeah. may have been cheaper to go to film than uh, 
go to digital. Um, now everything is digital. So right now it's like cost the same as it would cost for to buy a tape anymore. Right? Exactly, it's probably cheaper to just to go straight to digital now. But uh, so it might have just been a, a budget thing, and I, I suspect that yeah. because they started in 1998 and didn't actually get on the on, on the line until 2001. So this this film takes place. You know, um, they started filming before episode one was filmed, and so they probably had very. And if you watch the film, you can tell that they don't. There really isn't much knowledge of the events of episode one. Right, and you know what? It probably plays in probably what they're pulling, uh, what what they're using in that film, uh, as far as canon goes, or some of the Dark Horse comic books that came out um, that were kind of on the that dealt with the prequel, uh, that dealt with the um, oh the pre New Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, event and they they had done that in comic book form and maybe in a few books that had come out, but we really didn't explore some of the uh, prequels and uh, the, like the pre New Hope Star Wars until the Phantom Menace came out. Right, and so um, they had very little to go on. So if you look at it and when you watch it, you aren't seeing something that's holding up the canon, right? No, it, no, you're not. Um, what you're going to see, you will see Darth Vader and some stormtroopers. Um, um, and they're trying to, you know, wipe out more Jedi, which is which is consistent with what, what what's happening in, in uh, Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, absolutely. In between, in between yeah. that and the New Hope. Yeah. So um, it doesn't really go that far outside canon, but um, I, I thought it was well done, um, well written, acting a little stiff. But again, these are not most of the time these are not professionals, but um, right. they, they, I, they, they put their hearts into it and. And it's still you, you can appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. So, and that one is called what? Night Quest. Night Quest. Yeah. Night Quest. So, if you're interested in this movie, uh, it's free. It's it's free, free download. Free download, as most of them are. And uh, Night Quest is the name of that again. And uh, interesting, we we're talking about budget wise. They made this film for um, around twelve grand. Which hey, I don't have twelve grand sitting around, but not many of us do. But um, you know, that's kind of cool. But but yeah, they made for, for for they made a pretty good, decent movie, and most of them are not that long. We're talking um, forty five minutes or less. I, I think this one may have been this one was definitely less than an hour long. Yeah, and some of them go up to an hour, but yeah. One that actually made news uh, I re- last year, maybe I saw it. Um, it came out. There were two segments of it, and this is the Ryan versus Dorkman. Okay, now, the Ryan versus Dorkman one and two. Now these are not movies in that they don't really tell a story, but you see some excellent cinematography and lightsaber dueling. I mean, these guys rehearsed this. So these guys may have a martial arts um, dueling background. Yeah, it, I mean, at least it at least looks like they know what what, what was the guy Ray? Who's the guy that played? Um, uh, oh, well, I can't. I remember his name. Sidious, not Sidious. Oh, um, Ray Maul? Parks. 
Darth Darth Maul. Yeah, Ray Parks. Yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. I got it. Ray Parks. Uh, but, I mean, a lot of their moves was Ray Park moves. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they obviously either, A, studied the film, mm-hmm. or B, had some training done in, uh, with it. And they obviously had training done with the special effects they were using. And uh, there are two, Ryan versus Dorkman, and then Ryan versus Dorkman 2. And 2 is just, hands down, a notch above. And this is about a six to seven minute sequence of them doing nothing but but fighting. You're seeing the lightsabers bite and chew through metal. Mm -hmm. uh, And it looks like the movies. Um, And uh, and maybe even more impressive than some of the movies. And uh, you see them, you know, stab each other with him. You see them slice one of the guys in half. I mean, the whole Darth Maul effect. And it's, it's... Pretty cool stuff mm-hmm. for amateur, you know, for amateur work. It's it's, it's yeah. it looks good. Well, again, this is not a story movie like no. some of them are, but uh, it's a good lightsaber battle. That's it is, it is, and it's entertaining, right? So, do you, do you have another one you want to share? Sure, uh, another um, more serious. Oh, by more... the way, you can find that one on YouTube. Real easy. Just go Ryan versus Dorkman, and you'll yeah. find it. Okay, uh, Star Wars Revelations. <laughs> still be a place for you in the empire fear is always useful my vision's on my own now are your troops ready yes my lady the artifact is the priority do you have it it's not his to give it's mine and Taran anwar i leave that to you i want some answers i really don't care what you want ready my ship restore the Jedi Order. But she lied to me. Look how far you strayed from the Jedi path. She used me. I know what I've done. This was a little more a grander scale. Uh, they had a you know a larger cast, and um, they filmed it in, in Virginia and in D.C. Um, and the budget was around between fifteen thousand and twenty thousand dollars to make. But the, the the basic plot is the destruction of the Jedi Temple is devastating, accusing separatists of the attack. Emperor Palpatine declares martial law on Coruscant. As the Imperial presence uh, spreads to most uh, systems, Palpatine calls the scattered Jedi order ineffective. Their protests are denounced as treason, and as Jedi are declared traitors and are now fugitives of the Empire. Looking for a way to turn the tide of the battle, both surviving Jedi and Empire are looking for a mystical Jedi artifact to give the better, the bearer greater power. So, uh, some of the movie this was before Revenge of the Sith, so some of the things they depict are go against canon, but. Um, you, 
still still well done. Um, I thought it was well written. The acting was a little stiff, I thought, but um, CGI this was was really good though. They they uh, ha- ha- this was definitely professionally done. Uh, all the um, exterior shots, uh, shots with the ships, um, looked like just as it was just as good as you would see in the movie. Uh, so whoever whoever they got did a good job on it. Um, but it was done by fans and it was done by um, some local filmmakers. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's, and again, this is a labor of love when they, when exactly. they do this stuff. They're doing it because they are really into the whole Star Wars universe. And they right. want, and they really are giving us more of that universe than what Lucas is. Exactly. I mean, Lucas is only, you know, I, I mean, given us, he's given us six movies. He's given us... Um, Couple animated series, right? And and, and sometimes this live action series, but yes, which we are very much looking forward to. But until then, mm-hmm. if you need something to tie you over, we have there's some good, good. Um, so the fan films. films get a chance to explore other parts of the Star Wars universe that, um, yeah. but the films won't won't get to. Um, yeah. And now another one that you gotta check out if you get the chance, and the ones that I'm going to be sharing, you can find all in YouTube's by type YouTube's. Uh, YouTube's YouTube by I can't speak tonight. Uh, YouTube by uh, typing it in, uh, and this is Star Wars cops or troops. Troops is filmed on location with the men of the Imperial forces. All suspects are guilty, period. Otherwise, they wouldn't be suspect, would they? I joined the Empire about six years ago. I can remember as a kid, you know, watching the holographic images and being excited about the new direction that the uh, galaxy was taking. So when I was old enough, I uh, went down to the local recruitment center, you know, and signed up. And I've been here at uh, Tatooine ever since. Most people would call this the ass end of space, but I like the small town feeling you get around here. I mean, we know everybody. Everybody. And I feel I can really make a difference here. And this is a spin on Cops, which I don't believe is on any longer. Am I right about that? I, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't think it is. I, I, haven't, I haven't watched it. But the old Cops show that was on where they would, you know, walk around California, you know, bust into people's houses and arrest people all on live TV. Mm-hmm. Not live, really. I guess it was pre-recorded. But And so this is a spoof on that. Um, but they're using, but it's set in Tatooine. And you have these stormtroopers basically explaining what they do and how they go about it and the people that they're encountering. And so the first people that they kind of accost are these uh, Jawas uh, that have stolen none other than a droid from Mystery Science Theater. Right? Yes. Mystery Science Theater. And uh, and what's really great about the one, uh, the trooper, is a that he speaks in what? It's Midwestern yeah, accent. Yeah, it's Midwestern accent. Yeah, it's really, not, it's really kind of cool. But the effects in this... Pretty darn good. This movie came out late '90s, right? Uh, and uh, and the effects in it are pretty tight. The, the, the trooper, it looks like they're in Tatooine. You wouldn't know anything different. It's definitely filmed in desert, someplace, someplace yeah, and, out west. Uh, and it's just really, really well done, right? And, um, uh, and again, not a serious one, but no. but acted very seriously, right? It, it, again, it's taken it. You know, if 
if if the producers of cops follow the stormtroopers on tattooing what they're doing and stuff, this is what they would have found. Right. A interesting take because they kind of uh, you assume that the stormtroopers just went and blew a what uh, blew uh, Uncle Owen and Peru yeah. away and. And they give you a slight different feel on it. It's a different interpretation of what yeah, I mean. What, what might have happened? We don't know. I mean, yeah. we weren't there. We weren't there. And, and, and honestly, episode you know three, A New Hope, it's just inconclusive. We just right, see right. their bodies burning right, in the that's desert. It. But, that's it. So, so yeah. And so this tells a true story. This is what really happened to Uncle Lars and Baru. Yep. Yep. Anyways. So that's Troops, if you want to check that out. Uh, it's, a, it's really it's a comedy one. And actually, the next, uh, next three that I have are also comedy. Do you have another one to share? Um, do you have The Emperor's New Clones? Anakin Skywalker will never join you. Don't be so sure. I know him better than you think. I can feel his anger. His hatred. Only through the dark side of the Force can he destroy me. Obi-Wan, we have felt a disturbance in the Force. What? Another one? It's Obi-Wan's fault. He's holding me back. Much anger I sense in you. Anakin, what is it? How can you do this? Yeah. It's not fair. How can you not make me a Jedi Master and not give me a chair? For the Republic. Brewing trouble there is, I fear. I don't. You were going to tell me okay. about that, so go ahead. Um, this was this was probably it's it's a little newer. Um, they uh, this is uh, they filmed it in England, and it's it's a long one. It's um, it's, it's over an hour long, but um, it's a, it's a straight comedy. It's a, it's a straight parody, and I saw the I saw the trailer for it today. It looks funny. So uh, yeah, it's Star Wars: The Emperor's New Clones. And do you know what the premise for it is? Did they give you anything about it? Um, not re yeah, I, I don't have a I don't have a plot. Well, when you watch it, you'll have to let us know. Okay, what do you think of it? Uh, and maybe I'll have to check it out too if I have time this week. I might have time. I have some time off for Easter here, so maybe I'll have to okay. watch it. Uh, <clears throat> another one. And I don't have this one down, but I showed you. And this is a video clip. It's not really a fan film, but it's Star Wars related, so I'm going to mention it now. Is it Star Wars dance off? Ladies and gentlemen, it seems that every time you turn on the television, there is another dance competition. We here at the hyperspace people are no different because okay. right now it is time for the final round of dance off with the Star Wars stars. Hold the comp link. What? Oopla. What? It seems that we have a late entry. Late entries are not allowed. I don't think they care, Oopla. I have a bad feeling about this. Oh, this is and, and you have to, if you just go to YouTube and type in Star Wars Dance Off, they have a bunch of characters, you know, having a dance contest, of course. You know, off the number of dance shows that are appearing, it's kind of a spoof on all the dance shows that actually exist. And what if these dance shows did exist in the Star Wars universe? Well, about three minutes in, you have, you have Darth Vader and the uh, Stormtroopers participating in Thriller. And it's hilarious. It is hilarious. It is pretty good. So you really got to check it out. It's, um, it's worth seeing. And so if you haven't seen it, it's one that you've got to check out. Um, I have two others. Actually, the last one I'm going to have you comment on. Okay. Um, but uh, Star Wars Help Desk. Uh, oh, yeah. The Death Star. 
the Empire's most advanced weapons, filled with cutting-edge technology. Today, we will introduce the dedicated troopers that provide the most crucial of services to the Imperial Navy. So tell us, what is your position on the Death Star? My number is TK-2588, and I'm assigned to the Death Star Health Desk. When I started, I thought this would be exciting, being a key part of the Empire's greatest weapon, keeping critical systems running. Well, let's just say the job isn't quite what I thought it would be. What lights are lit on your console? Well, nothing's working. There are no lights. Is your console powered on? Uh, how can I tell that? Well, go ahead and hit the power button. You'll see it in the lower left of the display. No, I don't see it. It's the one labeled power. Oh. Well, okay. Hey, look, everything's working now. Um, it, it, it can get pretty, pretty stressful, you know, my times. Press any key doesn't mean a key mark any. Pick a key and press it. Uh, yeah, we get some good ones from time to time. I had to call the detention area because our monitoring system detected an explosion. The guy said he had a slight weapons malfunction. I mean, what is that anyway? This guy couldn't even give me his operating number. Why can't people remember their operating numbers? I mean, they use it every day to log on to the system. Help desk. This is the captain. I asked the replicator for tea, Earl Grey, hot, but it doesn't taste quite right. Could you please send someone from engineering to fix this? Look, for the last time, this is the Star Wars help desk. Star Wars! Yeah, now this one, you can definitely tell the amateurness of it. I mean, some of the effects aren't quite there, but they do some funny stuff with the, uh, the trooper that's actually being interviewed in the actual live footage of things that are going on in the Death Star that are being called into the help desk. And yes, and it, it's it's a stormtrooper. He's at you know at a help desk, and he's in a, basically the premise is they're all all the stormtroopers. A bunch of them at the help desk center of the Death Star, right? Are so the idea is big corporation the Death Star has this little help center, and so people are calling in, you know. And in fact, they even had what um, who called in uh, Captain Picard from <laughs> Star Trek Enterprise uh, <laughs> was complaining about the replicator not making his tea the right way. Yeah, we said oh, I can't help you with that, right? But. Uh, <laughs> And he must have been doing it often, apparently. Um, and like the, he gets a call, like, "Hey, you know, our tractor beam just went out, and that ship escaped." You know. Yeah, if you just think of the times you, you know, something's wrong with your internet, you call tech support, and you know, you know, they're they're pretending they're trying to help you, but you know, you, you know, later after they're done, they're going to be you know making fun of you in front of their coworkers. Yeah, that's what, that's what's happening here. Yeah. And, it, and it's pretty hilarious. So, yes. anyways, that is called Star Wars Help Desk. Yeah, and uh, you can find that again on YouTube. Uh, Miles, tell us about Robot Chicken. Robot <laughs> Chicken, because um, you can't talk about fan film without mentioning South Green's work uh, mm-hmm. in Robot Chicken. <laughs> so I threw the Senate at him. <laughs> the whole Senate. True story. Oh my God, that is so funny. You made it come out of my nose. <laughs> Go for Papa Palpatine. You have a collect call from... Darth Vader. Ugh, I, I gotta take this. Hold on. Vader, how's my favorite Sith? Whoa, 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 whoa. Just slow down. Huh? What do you mean they blew up the Death Star? 
Oh, Who's they? What the hell is an aluminum falcon? Um, if you've been living under a rock and you've never heard of Robot Chicken, um, yeah, Seth Green and his crew, they, they take action figures, dolls, and I believe they use stop motion, but they basically make little little shorts, short films, and they're usually comedic, um, and usually deal with superheroes or some sort of sci-fi uh, version of it. Uh, but uh, they they did one off of uh, Star Wars. Um, they um, uh, they they use Star Wars action figures, uh, the toys, and um, they make a little movie out of it. Um, and George Lucas participated too. Uh, they got Lucas to participate, which was kind of cool. Yeah, it was. And uh, he uh, and they were actually on Lucas Ranch, right? On the what it was? It's not Lucas Ranch. I, I don't remember. What do they call his ranch out there? Skywalker Ranch. Thank you. <coughs> So yeah, Skywalker Ranch, and mm-hmm. um, I, my, the most memorable scene I have is when they're when when Palpatine's sitting behind his desk with his two cohorts there, and they're uh, and they're laughing and and they're laughing it up, and Darth Vader calls in after the death, first Death Star is destroyed. Right, it's just hilarious. Yeah, so I, you know, maybe, maybe you can see some clips on on, on YouTube. Yeah, they um, do. They do have some of the clips. I don't know if the entire thing is, <coughs> but it was, a, an, it was an Adult Swim show, right? Yeah, Adult Swim show on, on Cartoon Network, and yeah. um, just just be aware. Some of the material may be a little edgy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're if you're young and and listening to this, you may not want to hop on. Of course, you might want to, but uh, so so parents, um, you know, just uh, th- th- these are definitely PG. Uh, um, Maybe even PG thirteen. Maybe PG thirteen uh, shorts here, um, but uh, very funny and um, yeah. I, I like the scene with uh, uh, Obi Wan and, and Luke. Uh, uh, Luke has a helmet on and he, you know has a lightsaber in his hand. And uh, well, I'm not. Gonna, I, I don't want to give it away, um, but that was fun. You know what I'm talking about. It was funny. Right. Yeah, no, it, it, it was pretty well done. Seth Green did a really good job with those, and. Right. Uh, and it's good to see him doing to see the producing side of him because you see the acting side every so often. So he has a, he has a side project going on with uh, Robot yeah. Chicken, but they've done they've done things with Star Trek, they've done things with um, they did a race with a bunch of uh, uh, old superheroes. They'll use old you know if, if you've been if you've been around for a little while and you know what toys used to look like, they use a lot of old school toys for mm. these things and. Uh, so you get to see some of your old favorite toys on the screen um, doing stuff. Yeah. Well, any others come uh, to mind? No, that's it. But we have not even scratched the surface no, with no, the number haven't. of fan films that are out there. And so if you are a fan of fan films of, of Star Wars, and we'll be doing a little Trek thing later on, either Star Wars or Trek, and you want to let us know what your favorites are, please call in and let us know and email us. We want to hear from you, and we would, we would love to, you know, talk about them. And we would love to find other ones that are really good out there. Yeah, the fan film uh, medium is a good good place to uh, – there, there's a, there, there is some good entertainment out there that, that, uh, that's been produced by the fans. Some of it, you could tell it's been produced by fans. It looks very amateurish, but some of it is actually really good. So um, – and it's, it's free out. It's free, so you don't have to – you know, you won't see it on TV, but um, – you know, like if you get to see your favorite uh, sci-fi genre just explored more. No, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I believe that's it then for the main course tonight. Okay. Let's go into our trivia. 
tonight. Okay. And in light of the fact that we were talking about Star Wars all night, we're going to make this a Star Wars trivia question for all you Star Wars geeks out there. And by geeks, we mean awesome geeks. Because Ge- we are geeks right there are with cool. Them. They are. Right. Geeks are sexy. Geeks rule. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Um, first time we saw this ship was in episode one, A New Hope. Uh, but we would see it. We've seen it throughout most of the movies. This Notice was, he says episode one because he discounts the previous trilogy. I did right? say, okay, yes. That, that was. Uh, um, it was not a Freudian slip. He meant to do that. Okay, the, the 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 prequels, in my opinion, don't hold a candle to the original three. But but anyways, but anyways, beside the point. That's beside the point. Um, this ship uh, was the um, this the ship was in in I will cor- correct myself. Episode four, for those of you who like the prequels, uh, New Hope. Um, this ship is being chased by an Imperial Star Destroyer in the be- very beginning of the movie. Um, it's taking heavy fire. Um, they, they they may have called it a, a rebel blockade runner. There's a specific class of starship that this ship was. Uh, Princess Leia was on this ship. Uh, the droids were on this ship. The um, the rebel troopers were on this ship. The, the plans for the Death Star were on this ship. What class of ship was this called? Now this is Bail Organa's ship, right? Yes, this is Bail Organa's ship. It would have been seen in in um, the name of it was Tanti Four. I don't remember the exact name. Tanti Four is what yeah. it was, <clears throat> but. Yeah, so it, it, was, it was seen in, in Episode 3, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, it was probably seen in Episode, f- at the end of Empire Strikes Back, um, and also seen throughout um, Return of the Jedi also. So if you know this answer, let us know. Well, we're going to give you that number for all the things we want you to call in about and talk to us about. Um, if you want to let us know, Thoughts on fan films, thoughts on any of the shows that we should be talking about, or just want to answer this trivia question, or speak like Guido. Um, You can call in 206-600-4824. Do I have that right? Yep, 4824, I believe. Um, And uh, you can call and let us know that, what your answer is. You can also email us at zogpod at gmail.com, and we'll get that, Z-O-G-P-O-D dot at gmail.com or whatever. Um, anything else we have to say here? Nope. Uh, so just check out the, check out the fan films that are out there online. Yep, or some definitely. Good, there, there, there is some good stuff out there. Yep. And uh, we'll be seeing you next week. Next week we'll be talking, uh, hopefully with Don, about the Terminator finale. And we'll probably bring in some of our, some of our other shows as well. And uh, we'll go from there. All right. Well, thanks a lot for listening to us. And we'll see you next week. Good night and good luck.